It's been six years of podcasting, and without our sponsors, we wouldn't be able to bring these podcasts to you. So I want to thank today's sponsors. And first off, we have the Pretentious Pickle Company of 190 Water Street in Plymouth. Uh, If you haven't had a chance to get down there, uh, go down and check out what they make. They have everything pickled you can imagine from uh, pickled beets to carrots to mushrooms to onions to Brussels sprouts and cauliflower. They even have pickled um, uh, or pickled flavor cotton candy, I should say. They make it fresh there every day, and you can go in there and check out what they have to offer. And if you're not in the Plymouth area, you can go to pretentiouspickle.com and check out what they have to offer there as well, and they will ship it out to you. Their stuff is delicious. You should check it out. And uh, they are big fans of ours, and we are big fans of theirs. So thank you to the Pretentious Pickle Company for sponsoring today's episode. And our second sponsor today is Moonrise Cinemas. Moonrise Cinemas is a new drive-in in Plymouth. Uh, right on the Plymouth-Kingston line. They're located at 428 Court Street in Plymouth, Mass. And they offer a great selection of movies. You can go. It's very family-friendly. I went and checked out The Goonies there. They've had Marvel movies, a wide variety of stuff. And they're really starting to expand. They have had uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. This coming year, they're doing music on thursday nights on wednesdays are going to be 420 friendly events so make sure you check out what they have to offer uh, moonrisecinemas.com it's a great venue they have a beer garden they have uh their own food their food's phenomenal and they're bringing back their french toast which i'm very excited about uh, so make sure you check out what they have to offer, moonrisecinemas.com. And if you use in code INEBRIART when purchasing tickets, you'll get 10% off. So make sure you go to moonrisecinemas.com to get your tickets for movies, concerts, and more. And use code INEBRIART for 10% off on your purchase. And now let's jump right into the podcast. Welcome back, Inebriates. Uh, this is Andy of the Inebriate Podcast, and today I am joined by Naomi Grossman from American Horror Stories. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, so what was it? Did, I mean, were you always a horror fan? Like American Horror Stories, I think, is a really interesting program because of its almost serial nature, like each season is completely different. Um, were you always a horror fan? Were you attracted to this project specifically, or, or was it more just like this was... No, nope, I was itself. just an actress that needed work. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I uh, uh, I've I really come from a background in comedy. Um, mm-hmm. I would say I've always been a big like character fan. Yeah. Um, and you know, let's face it, horror does lend itself to big characters. You know, sure. you've got like Freddy Krueger with you know knives for hands. I mean, these are kind of kind of over the top sort of character concepts when you boil it right down. But um, no, I mean, I really, I wasn't exposed to horror much. Um, As a kid, I grew up in this 
uber uh, culture at home where, you know, we watched exclusively Sunday morning with Charles Corral and Cosmos with Carl Sagan. So, you know, I was like sneaking sitcoms and uh, I'll never forget when I was caught watching that movie Clueless. The only way out of it was telling them, you know, my uppity parents, oh, you know, this is based on a Jane Austen novel. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> everything was pardoned. Because it came from, you know, elevated literature, it was okay. But so, yeah, we weren't exactly watching slasher porn at my house. Um, that said, uh, you know, like I said, I've uh, I've been... I got my SAG card when I was 15 years old. And, yeah. you know, when Horror Story came calling... I was 37. Like I, I needed a break already. Um, And so at that point, like I said, I just wanted to work. Like I was, you know, I I had an agent who'd send me auditions and sometimes they were sitcoms and sometimes they were horror shows and you know, this one stuck. Yeah. So with your parents being so kind of um, restrictive was is that kind of like what directed you towards comedy and the groundlings and how did they feel about that like when you went in that direction i know i kind of wonder about that like (laughs) it's like whatever you do don't keep your kids from you know whatever because they'll that's that that was my rebellion right um yeah i mean listen i'm not saying that they were like hated comedy but uh you know i mean because i did i would you know i stay up to try to watch SNL, which I was rarely very successful at. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if that was a direct rebellion or not. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, I also don't want to paint them as these like, you know, yeah. evil people keeping <laughs> in this like bubble, like, you know, <laughs> hidden from the world. It's just, they didn't watch that. So I didn't really watch that. You know yeah. what I mean? Um but yeah, there was no, I mean, I think a lot of the comedy and I mean, I've always had a good sense of humor and uh, I, you know, I think I just sort of decided that this business is so hard that you kind of got to get a niche, like find your, got to get a gimmick, right, you know, yeah, as yeah. Uh, Ms. Mazeppa and Jep- Gypsy says. So I was like, hmm, I think comedy is going to be my gimmick, like big characters, SNL. So that's, that's what sort of steered me to the groundlings. Um, it wasn't necessarily running for my folks. <laughs> yeah. And were they cool with it when they, when they found out? Oh yeah. Because yeah. again, like I'd been this person all along. It was kind of like, it, you know, when kids were like, what are you going to be when you grow up? I was like, well, I'm kind of already an actress. So I guess I'll just yeah. do that. Like, there was never a there was never a time when I was anything but you know what I mean. That it, it, it's not like I went through that phase where I was like, I'm a, gonna be a firefighter, I'm gonna be a policewoman. Like, no, yeah. I was just always like, I'm gonna be an actress, period. And so when I became an actress and and sort of chose co- a comedy as my focus, it was like, well, that's Naomi, that's our daughter, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now, I was no surprise. Is there a uh any like real crossover when you're prepping for a character between like a horror movie and like a comedy role? hundred percent. Um, I mean, honestly, comedy and drama, I, there's, I mean, there's differences, but you know, it's, they're very, it's subtle. Like, you know, you can, when, um, 
Laurel and Hardy fall off of, you know, slip on a banana peel. It's hilarious. Mm -hmm. But if, you know, someone, if when Jessica Lange does it and falls down a flight of flight of stairs and to her death, like not funny, you know right, what I mean? Right. So it's sort of, um, it's, it's the tone of the show. It's the context. It's the uh, pace. I mean, um, so, you know, I, I find, yes, with comedy, you got to like, keep it moving like there's there is there are tricks <laughs> but yeah. at the end of the day the homework is the same you know um a, a, a character in a comedy still has needs they still have relationships they still have a walk and a talk and a, like all the things that you would have in a drama um yeah. it's the usually it's just the the world around them is is different so yeah, you don't, and you don't play the comedy anyway. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I feel like with anything, it's just a matter of, again, like sort of calibrating. So, um, you know, even Pepper could, could be hilarious. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And sometimes she was like yeah. there, you know, occasionally I was like, you know, this could be on SNL. You know what I mean? I could totally see her like driving with Toonsis the cat or, you know, uh, hanging with the kid, the, the, the cone heads. Now yeah. I'm totally dating myself, but <laughs> now, now I'm, um, I'm throwing back to, uh, when I was trying to stay up for SNL back in like the eighties, but, yeah. um, you know, I, the fact is like, but no, when she's, um, again with Jessica Lang, like, uh, counseling her <laughs> or, uh, uh, mourning the death of Salty or, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, <laughs> banging her head against the wall at the asylum, missing her, you know, her little nephew, Lucas, like that, that is not funny. So, right, you know right. what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's kind of the world around, around the character mm -hmm. that changes. Now I was listening to, um, uh, Oh, I'm going to blank on his name. He's playing Riddler in the new Batman movie, Paul Dan Dano, I think is his name. And he was talking about having trouble kind of like getting out of character, or kind of like being haunted by the character. Do you, did you ever have any of that kind of experience where it was difficult kind of getting in or out of that particular character? Um, I think given that Pepper was so different from me. Yeah. No, <laughs> that was, I mean, literally like, I could count on one hand the similarities we had as opposed to most most characters where you think of like there's maybe five differences. Right. Um, so, no, I never had, you know, I mean, <laughs> I never had to remember to, oh, right, sit up straight or mm -hmm. don't grunt or, you know, use your words. Like, no, like I, <laughs> I we're real, real different in that regard. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I remember needing a massage from time to time because <laughs> I'd been like hunched over. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I would say Pepper's story haunted me for a while. Like it's a, it's heartbreaking story and, you know, I get the club just thinking about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say like, I was like, accidentally like went to the grocery store as pepper or anything mm -hmm. but <laughs> um but was it the opposite uh, then like where she was so different like did you have to find that kind of connection with her that you could relate or, or understand her motivations 
Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, you know, everybody has their own process and I tend to work from the outside in. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, um, I'm a very physical actress. Uh, and so I kind of nailed her outside, you know, I watched, let's see on a loop and I just kind of, you know, figured out, how to exactly emulate that walk and a talk and gait and speech and uh, gestures, et cetera. Yeah. And then once I had that, then I filled in the holes with the in the interior monologue. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and let's face it, I didn't have all the answers. Like I had to kind of make them up because right. the character wasn't it. You know, I don't even know that the creators knew necessarily. So, um, so whether or not they know my my backstory or not yeah. is neither here nor there, but I need to, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And interestingly, I mean, the story changed. Let's face it. Like I created my own little backstory. <laughs> and then two years later, when they when we actually got to see my backstory, it was yeah. a, it was a different backstory. Um, I mean it still worked uh and actually it was way better backstory than the one i made but um yeah i mean i it's important like i like i said i i it was important to do that homework to do the the interior you know mental prep as well which included you know again like where i came from and what i want and uh, my relationship to everyone in that crazy day room you know um and working uh, from the outside in like getting into costume and like i can imagine like shaving your head must have been like a huge like mindset change to that yeah i mean i i i didn't want to ruin this i knew it was a potentially an opportunity so i I was gonna go for it but at the same time i couldn't possibly imagine like <laughs> what's wrong with a ball cap you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um and why me like you know you, <laughs> you're killing off adam levine like yeah you know the star of maroon five in the first five minutes like what do you want with little old me like you want me to shave my head like yeah uh, you know so um there yeah it was a lot but at the same time i could I knew that it didn't matter. Like, it's not like I had this fantastic career as a, you know, Pantene model. Like (laughs) I was willing to go there because who cares? Like I'm an actress first and a, you know, a woman with hair and an ego second. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I I think, you know, when anytime someone makes a big transformation like that, it's always, I don't want to say it's, it, it kind of gets like, an additional credit as like, Oh, you know, they're willing to make this transformation or, you know, even like, yeah, uh, I mean, I wasn't thinking about that again, only because in my head, I, you know, I, I figured I was just one of an army of pinheads. Like mm-hmm. I just assumed that they were, they were casting a bunch of, you know, freaks and, and I was like one of them. And, and at the end of the, I really, I was, when you think about yeah. it, like there was that day room and, you know, we've got a nymphomaniac here and a guy with Tourette's there. And oh, and yes, there's a pinhead. Um, but I didn't know that I was going to be the pinhead and, right. or, you know, the one and only. And, and at the end of the day, <laughs> one of the one of the craziest in the asylum. Um, you just don't you don't you never know. Like that's 
that kind of thing you can't ever anticipate. I don't even think the creators can anticipate. Like it's the it's the viewers that say like yeah. what they like. Like, you know, it's y'all that are like, you know, tweeting, yes, you know. <laughs> so yeah. um so yeah, I it's not like I did it thinking, oh, this will be my way. No, yeah. I did it because I I worried that they'd, you know, snatch the role away otherwise. What kind of research did you do going into this role? Um, well, it was a lot of Schlitzy was the uh, real life microcephalic after whom Pepper was modeled. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I watched the film Freaks, uh, of which he's one of the stars, mm-hmm. uh, like on a loop all summer long. Um, obviously, you know, I, I read some about microcephalia. Um, I worked with a coach just to make sure that this was like grounded and real. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because again, I had come from comedy where if you were uh, <laughs> imitating someone, it, it, it might be construed as making fun. And I knew right. that that was the opposite of what I wanted to do. Yeah, I was very a- conscious of how this could be portrayed. And even then, you know, the world it's a pendulum and it changes. And like, even right now, I don't even know that I would get this part. Like, I don't even know that they'd like want to, th- that they would cast an able-bodied person in this role right now, even right. though we all know Pepper's story, like they, they needed someone who mm-hmm. could, um, you know, fulfill those demands. So eh, I, I don't know. I, um, it's I a really interesting, it's a really interesting kind of like, you know, thought experiment would that have been, you know, made now? And it's like even even Freaks was such a controversial movie and, you know, and, and the sideshows in general. And, and they were like, you're, you know, you're mocking these people, you're putting them on, you know, uh, display. And a lot of the people were famous and, and that's how they made a living. So it's this really fine line. Yeah, of course. I, I, I don't think. I don't think Schlitzy would say, Hey, you're making fun of me. Like, no, I think he'd say, I need, I need a job. Like, right. thanks for the break. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, they're not going to be bank tellers and garbage men. And it, it's uh, so it, it's, it's a really interesting kind of, you know, that mental state of humans where you'd be like, Oh, you can't be taking advantage of them. And it's like, well, we're paying them. And, you know, it's trying, you know, they, some of it's tried to be done respectfully and some of it's not. And it's kind of like trying to find that fine line. Right. Now I'm thinking about if Pepper were a bank teller. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like imagining it. <laughs> yeah. Could be done. Uh, what are you working on now? Are you uh, got any projects that you can talk about? Uh, sure. I, um, well, throughout the pandemic, I've been uh, working on a new one woman show, which is sort of my thing. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, uh, it's called American Horror Story. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, that's a it's a you know pre pepper post pepper as pepper super fan friendly uh, yeah. anthology of uh, uh, autobiographical tales of self compromise, uh, hence the. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm hard at work on that. I, I've done a couple other projects uh, mm-hmm. throughout the pandemic. Um, one of which is a, a movie called Replica, which I imagine we'll see relatively soon. It stars Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Um, although it's an indie. 
Um, so, you know, <laughs> it's hard to know when, when you don't have, uh, money, it takes time. And so it it, may it's be, such be a, a minute. It's such a weird time too, because you get something like squid games, which is, you know, foreign indie thing that just had the right timing and, you know, the, the right people to see it and spread it around and became huge. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think those writers, creators could have possibly anticipated that. I yeah. think they made a thing because they were inspired and then it stuck like great for them. But, you know, it's uh, I, I, I do think sometimes when you get into the, ooh, this is going to work or this mm-hmm. is what the people want or this will be commercial. That's it's like people smell that and they're like, hmm. And we'll it's, such, the, it's such we'll a hard thing judge. to do. Yeah, it's such a hard thing to do. I know I've, I've had episodes where I'm like, oh, this one's going to be a huge episode. And like, it gets almost no downloads. And then we have other ones that go crazy. And I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand why. Totally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are, what are you going to do with American Horror Story? Is that going to be a, theat- a theater thing? Is it going to be like a streaming thing? Like, um, Well, so it is kind of like it's a theater show, uh, like a one hour comedy special, I guess. Oh, okay, All right. Um, But so, yes. But while my last two shows were just done on stage, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I did shoot them. But I mean, with my like meager Spanish teacher budget at the time, this one, yes, I have my site set much higher um i ideally will shoot it as you know a streaming one-hour comedy special mm-hmm. um so that's that's the plan uh again how when where <laughs> still has yet to be uh determined but um you know like i said it it will live on stage and ideally it on your favorite streaming platform we'll just see and how's it feel to be getting back on stage in front of people? Uh, you know, we run comedy shows and it's it's kind of one of the most resounding things. People are like, I'm just so happy to see people laughing and hearing them laugh opposed to just their picture laughing and they're on mute and Zoom. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Zoom. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited. I'm I, I'm um you know, kind of like with bite me, the, mm-hmm. the vampires that get their energy from blood. Yeah. I get my energy from people. So, you know, I am feeding right now, just, just having an, a fellow human, you know, <laughs> to interact with, yeah. but like a whole, you know, arena full of people, even better. Like I, I'm one of those people who like on a date one-on-one, I'm kind of awkward, yeah. but if we have a whole room full of folks, like I'm on fire. So, so yeah, I'm excited to get, get back on stage and in a, in a packed, packed house. Nice. Wish you the best on that. Uh, where can our listeners go to find out your socials and, and when your show is ready and that sort of thing? Sure. Sure. Um, I'm at Naomi W. Grossman mm-hmm. uh, across all platforms. Um, also check out my website, which is just my name, Naomi Grossman.net. .net. Okay, perfect. And I appreciate you coming on. I know you have a, a another interview, so we're going to uh, part ways. But uh, it was a pleasure. And hopefully we can get you on for like a, a little more extended time at some point. W- when your of show course. is coming out, uh, reach back. We'll have you on. We'll talk about it. Great. A great idea. We'll do. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, Naomi. And uh, thank, thank you, you so to much. our listeners. And we'll uh, catch you guys again next week. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash to support the show. You can join over there 
for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.